Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. It looks like Sony will be skipping E3 for 2019. And one has to wonder if that means it's going to be the beginning of the end for the long-running video game conference. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Welcome to Pretty Dece. Thanks for tuning in. This is the daily entertainment and pop culture show. And E3, if you've never heard of it, um, you you probably then aren't into video games because it is it's kind of synonymous with video games. It's short for the Electronic Entertainment Expo. And it is a yearly video game conference where all of the the big video game companies historically have come together to make their biggest announcements of the year. Uh, 2019 will be the 25th year of E3. It's been running since 1995. And the show has evolved a lot over, over the years. So for the longest time, it was an industry-only show. So only uh, video game press, people who are reporting on video games, industry professionals could attend the show. And, and it was kind of a, a working conference. You you would show up, you would go to press conferences, and then you'd write about those things in your video game magazine that you ran. Remember those? Uh, so now, of course, it's it's morphed and the internet exists, and and it's become this thing that, that gamers follow a bit more closely, I think, than they did back in 1995, simply because we have the ability to very quickly see the news as it updates. And, and then because of that, it, it kind of feels like it's become increasingly... Uh, crowded, like the the concept of E3 has just become very very crowded, and really it's it's a it's a weird concept when you, when you break it down. It's it's you know we have this entire calendar year, but instead we're gonna pick a handful of days out of the year for every single video game uh, developer and 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 publisher and and console manufacturer to come together and announce everything. All at once. <laughs> um, you know, e- E3 is kind of like video game Christmas land because you get all these massive announcements all at the same time. But if you're one of those announcements that isn't like the biggest, hugest announcement that year, it's probably getting just lost by the wayside. Um, you know, video game blogs and websites and stuff put up so many stories that all these little games just end up getting kind of trampled over in favor of like the big huge announcements like a new console or or, or what have you. So it, it, from, from a business standpoint, it does kind of make a lot of sense to, to get away from that conference, start doing your own thing um, at a different time and, and kind of carve out your own space. It's the same thing you see with game releases where if a big game like, for example, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out, other game companies will will try to move their video game releases away from that as much as possible and, and give the big game room to breathe and, and give you know consumers a chance to kind of catch their breath from that huge game that came out, finish playing it before, hey, look, you might want to play our game now that it's coming out. That doesn't always work, and you do end up with, of course, big games coming out at the same time. But but I, th- I think the principle definitely applies to conferences as well. And, and we've definitely seen in, in years past um, lots of shifting happening 
with what E3 is. So I mentioned originally that it was a um, an industry professional conference, and they have now, very recently in 2017, opened up E3 to the public. So so E3, you can actually go and visit the show now. You do not have to be an industry professional. You don't have to be reporting on video games. You just have to pay the the pretty expensive price for a ticket, and you can show up. And it's gone through some growing pains with the two years of being open to the public. And it's a kind of turning into sort of a, a PAX. It's, it's turning into a, um, a fan-central conference instead of a business-central conference. And along with that, the, the companies that are attending E3 are changing and, and are mixing up how they interface with E3. Nintendo, for, for all it's worth, is kind of heading off this charge. They realized that speaking to E3 goers is not necessarily their main base. It's not what they need to be doing. So they haven't hosted a normal E3 press conference for many years, since like 2013. They go do their own thing, they have their treehouse, they host their own stream, and it might they might be doing things around E3, but it's not for E3. They're not officially kind of having a presence there and, and doing a press conference. Um, and now the, the news here today is that, that Sony and PlayStation is not going to be there at all. Um, and there's, of course, was talk of like, okay, well, you're not going to do, you know, main, like, show floor stuff. Are you going to have a press conference still? Like, no. Like, okay, okay, okay. Calm, calm down, PlayStation. Are you going to do a press conference just off-site? Are you going to run your own show like Nintendo does? And the answer is no, that they're not doing any programming around E3. So they are literally getting away from E3 entirely for 2019. And we, we don't know if that means that they are going to do their own conference at a different time in 2019, if they're going to start messaging directly. Of course, that is the, the big trend, is everyone kind of pulling away from E3 and getting to control their own message a bit more. That's really kind of the, the general uh, flow of, of information about video games across the board. So back in the day, we talked about magazines, um, a game publisher would come to a reporter would uh, they, they they'd get the whole story that report would write it up and it would get delivered in a magazine so you would be reading um, EGM for example and you'd read all about the new Mario game that's coming out and you would read this kind of filtered version co- coming um, from the developer through the magazine to you and game publishers at some point realize that now that we have the internet they can talk directly to you they can skip the entire process of going to the magazine, going to the website first. And that's what you see companies like Nintendo starting to do. They're just going to host their own stream. They're just going to host their own uh, mini little conference and talk directly to you. So that way they get to control the message because that's what it all comes down to. Controlling the message, controlling the marketing. And you can't really blame them for that, which is why you see video game websites morphing to kind of what they are now. You have... You have your blogs that just regurgitate the news, or you have sites that have expanded out into more personality-focused things, or they do Let's Plays and and things like that, right? You have to carve out your own little niche for what you mean now when when you don't just dictate the content that comes from video game um, publishers. So all of this changing, kind of the the, the huge 
overarching like video games are changing and messaging around games are, are changing it really makes me wonder does e3 continue we already have conferences that are um directed at fans they're, they're built around being a fan experience and getting to play these games and interact with other fans and come together as a community things like pax are a perfect example of that pax is growing and always expanding and there's a pax everywhere now I don't know that E3 can necessarily come in this late to the game and recreate themselves in a way that's going to be successful enough if they lose that kind of mystique of being the place where things get announced, where things happen. Um, More and more things are getting announced at places like PAX now. So if E3 is just another one of those, I don't know why you don't just go to those. So it'll be very interesting to see if... You know, Nintendo's not going to be there in a, a an official capacity for E3 2019, most likely, because that's that's been their MO so far. Sony's pulling out entirely, not doing any programming around E3 2019. It'll be very interesting to see what Microsoft does and what the other third-party publishers do. If they all decide to follow suit, decide that, that Sony has, has started this train and they're going to pull out as well... I think E3 kind of just starts to die on the vine. I really don't know what it looks like at that point. So we could very rapidly be seeing the death of E3. And as a fan of video games and as someone who looks forward to that every single year and it's just, you know, three days of of, of super excitement, um, that, that makes me kind of sad. But at the same time, those games are still going to come out. I'm still going to get all that news it just might trickle out a little slower throughout the year instead of being just a fire hose of information that comes at me all at once. But it's certainly a thing to think about. Um, E3 as a whole, the ESA who runs E3, says that E3 2019 is going to feature an expanded emphasis on featuring never-before-seen content and providing immersive new experience for attendees. And they also want to focus on, quote, burgeoning video game sectors such as esports and indie games so obviously they understand this is a thing and marketing speak that's like that's them saying we have to figure out what what the heck we're gonna do when e3 is no longer e3 so that's gonna do it for pretty decent for today thanks very much for joining me to pontificate about the future of the uh the electronics entertainment expo Um, you know, something that matters a lot to me and something that I'm very curious about and kind of seeing how it morphs in and what changes. If you want to support Pretty Dece, you can do so. Visit prettydeceshow.com slash listener support to find out those details. You can also listen to the show wherever you download your podcasts. Maybe that's iOS. Maybe that's Google. Maybe that's Spotify. We're everywhere. Uh, Even the apps you haven't heard of, trust me. You can also watch the video version of this show and see the pretty pictures that go along with it. Find that on YouTube, youtube.com slash to go straight to the channel. And of course, follow me on social media. I love chatting it up with you guys. Find me on Facebook, find me on Twitter, find me on Instagram at Show. 